You'll never guess what me and Alex are planning on doing this summer. Oh no, what? Okay, so the New York Times, their um, their like graph of whenever like inoculations are like at every percentage, whenever like the percentage of the population is uh, vaccinated. So it's like fifty percent in May, seventy percent in the end of June, ninety percent August fifth, and August twenty eighth in Chicago. Miss Gaga is bringing the Chromatica ball to Wrigley Stadium. <laughs> oh my God, Dylan! So we're gonna go fucking go see Gaga. We're oh my go gosh! Ball. <laughs> it all comes together, everybody. All, every I was wondering. I was like, are we gonna be able to talk about Gaga this week? And I was worried. I was like, there's not really been any Gaga news since the picture. And the, ex- oh my God, the, and, the and, and the and the dog ca- kidnapping. Do- I was trying. To, I was about to say dog capping. <laughs> the dog capping. <laughs> That's what the dog got shot. Oh, God. And now, Dylan, you're going to go see Miss Thing. I'm going to go see Miss Germanata. I'm so excited. Um, tickets are stupid expensive, so my fucking stimulus better get here as soon as possible. That's why you're calling the IRS a hundred. That's why I'm times. calling. <laughs> I called them a hundred and twenty times. Are you serious? Yes, girl. And I got through on fucking hundred and twenty, and then eventually they were like, "We don't know." And I was like, oh, "Okay." They're like, sorry, and then hung up. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I got mine yesterday. So I it also <gasps> took right. me a second, too. Okay. Um, I'm, just, I'm looking at my bank account every day. Praying. I wish that I could spend it on something fun, but I decided to pay off some of my credit card debt instead there because she is 30 and not thriving. No, we got to get her thriving. I'm also 30 and not thriving. That's what <laughs> most of this is going toward. And once I pay off, I have one more credit card to pay off. I'm debt-free, girl. Oh, my God. I'm so happy for you. Thank Yay. you. Yay. We're going to do ex- it. By we're 35. Gonna it. It's going to it's gonna happen. <laughs> Look, 35 is the new 25. We got this. <laughs> Did y'all like that Latigre song? It's really good. We love it. We, we love, love Latigre. The reason we love it so much is because it's under Creative Commons and we can use it without having to pay for it. Thanks, Kathleen Hanna. Queen. Thanks, girl. Mm. I hope you're good with your Lyme disease. All right. <laughs> girl. <laughs> she talks about it. She's open about her Lyme disease. We've um, seen the punk singer, girl. We saw the punk singer. I saw that shit at the Paramount. Um, <laughs> welcome to Straight People Movies. It's the podcast where two gays get together. We watch a movie for straight people and we go, why? 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 Just why? Just why, why are you doing this to why? me? <laughs> it's because you were home. Um... <laughs> Fucking, when is The Strangers going to be on Criterion? Oh my god, right. I'm ready for like some sort of like illustrated cover of The Strangers. Oh my god. All, all of them on the swing set, please. Oh my uh, gosh. Amazing. Join a Newsome. Awesome. Oh yeah, it's, just, it's the cover of Ease. <laughs> girl, we were like already trying to not talk about anything about what our episode's about today, girl. <laughs> I'm Dylan Garcy. I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And we are watching... A movie that has been, I think, a dark cloud over this podcast the entire time. It's mm-hmm. an inevitability. Mm-hmm. We couldn't not do it and have a show called Straight People Movies. Yep. Impossible. Wa- impossible. 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 Um, we are watching, of course, officially titled Zack Snyder's Justice League, but colloquially known as Hashtag The Snyder Cut. <laughs> we are watching it. It's four hours and two minutes long. Girl. It is so high definition. It didn't work on Kirk's TV. Yep. True <laughs> true fact. I literally tried to start this movie and we had to push back our recording time because I couldn't get it started on time. And I watched it on my desktop instead. <laughs> Which is in so cursed. So we need to get a new TV, I guess. (laughs) I guess so. Look, yeah, we just got our new one. So, well, Costco. If you have a membership, girl, it's cheap. Oh, Costco. Did you hear that Mm -hmm. name? Costco. 
Love yeah, it. it was like 500 bucks. It rolled 65 inches. Oh, it's the future. Ooh, 65 oh, girl. inches. 65. Girl. Mm-hmm. And lace front. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lace front TV event. <laughs> oh, my mom. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie was. Uh, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, before yeah. We I literally. Normally... Yeah, girl. I don't even. <laughs> yeah, girl. I, girl. <laughs> it was the the Irishman of superhero movies, the Magnolia of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Kirk, who is in this movie? Oh gosh, who is in Zack Snyder's Justice League? Well, just so you know, in case you didn't hear, uh, Zack <laughs> Snyder's Justice League is probably one of the most anticipated director's cuts of all time. Oh, it's yeah. from the 2017 film of the same name that was apparently stolen from him and finished by Joss Whedon of, uh, well, I was going to say Firefly fame because that's how I know him. But I guess most of y'all know him for being the creator of Buffy. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just, uh, yeah. Anyway, so the film stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill. Mm. Oh, my God. My fucking God. Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ray Fisher, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, Willem Dafoe, Jesse Eisenberg. Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, J.K. Simmons, and a cameo by the one and only Academy Award winner, Jared Leto. <laughs> Miss Thing. Miss Thing himself. So. Miss Thing, Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> and normally we have like this, normally we keep the plot and the cast as the same person does it, but it's so long we had to split it up. Girl. Yeah, we're, we're splitting it up this week. We're, this movie's four hours long, girl. So, so yeah, Dylan, tell us, what, what is the plot of this film? All right, so opens up with Superman is dead and <gasps> screaming for like 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and that caused the reactivation of the Mother Boxes, which is the MacGuffin of this movie. Steppenwolf, is the supervillain of the movie, wants to collect the Mother Boxes so he can destroy Earth and make Darkseid love him again. Batman is trying to assemble superheroes, but is bad at it, so he gets Wonder Woman to help him get Cyclops, Aquaman, and the Flash together. Amy Adams shows up every 45 minutes to be sad, and eventually they revive Superman and fight Steppenwolf, and then the movie is over, and then the Joker is there. Yep, that basically covers it. That's everything, girl. That's that's the whole four-hour-long movie, everyone. Four-hour-long movie. Let's get into it. How? Just a, I just want to get a general vibe. What did you? How did you feel about Zack Snyder's Justice League? So, I actually kind of liked it. I liked it too. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I thought it was good. I really, Dylan. I actually really enjoyed myself. I I mean, it clearly had a lot of flaws and problems that we can get into this mm-hmm. later. But overall, I've always kind of been a fan of Zack Snyder. I think he has a very strong POV as a director, and it shows mm-hmm. in all his movies. And to me, I haven't seen a lot of superhero movies, so, you know, I, it's hard for me to compare. But I really liked the cinematography, the editing. I thought a lot of the visual effects were really cool. Very video game vibes. And Yes, it felt very much like a video game. Very much like um, Injustice. Did you ever play that game? That's like the DC fighting game. Like Mortal no, Kombat. I haven't. But it had it's good. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of like modern video games in, in a good way, actually. Um, yeah. And I thought like the acting was solid, the characterization was solid. I yeah, I enjoyed it. I was pretty enthralled for a four-hour-long movie of a genre that I don't really care for usually. Yeah, it's weird. Like I wasn't like looking at my phone that much. Like I was like pretty into, it. and it goes by like relatively fast like it does feel four hours long you're like I mean, yeah you, you can tell like the, the sun is at a different position whenever you're done with it <laughs> uh but it's like it was entertaining i never got bored i thought the action was incredibly easy to follow mm-hmm. and like edited very well um i the only like character i really don't like is the flash because it's like that's the closest to, like the marvel like quippy humor that i don't like oh and so I, it's like ugh. it's so funny that you talked about the flash because i i kind of went back on forth on uh, Ezra Miller's performance as the Flash because it's like you gotta have like the quippy sidekick I get it and I feel like Ezra mm-hmm. did that in the film but the one thing that me and my boyfriend said during the movie is a lot of uh, the Flash's lines reminded me of like in video games when you're just kind of walking around and a side character's like oh wow what's in there <laughs> or like yeah. oh it's it was an abandoned building but inside <laughs> it there's this like it just every line of the Flash in this movie just felt like a stock line from some random video game. True. And I, and I kind of <laughs> loved it, but also I do agree that the character was kind of annoying. But all the kind other characters annoying. were great. Well, actually, I didn't like Aquaman. I, they, he, I think the movie does him such a disservice. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, so forgotten about. And it's, like, 
Jason Momoa is so hot. Like he should be on the screen all the time. And whenever people, whenever he's not on the screen, people should be asking, "Where's Jason Momoa?" Right. And I actually think it's kind of funny. And I guess I appreciated this, but he was kind of the damsel in distress of the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he kept having to meet. I guess when he's not underwater, he's like useless. Yeah. And, and literally, I kept asking, like, "What has he got?" And I was like, "The trident." That's it. That that's like, it. That's I got all he trident. got. That's so I felt, I, I felt bad. Aquaman was kind of dead weight. I'm going to be honest. Um, not because like Jason Momoa isn't like a good Aquaman or anything like that. I just feel like in this particular film, he was kind of like just there. At least the Flash had his like little, you know, moment at the end or whatever. I don't want to spoil too much, I guess. I don't know. No, yeah. I mean, this is apparently very restructured. I never saw the original Justice Me League. Me neither. So our reviews so... are going to be very weird because I have no idea like how different it is. I mean, I read online it's pretty different, but I mm-hmm. don't know what those differences are at all. Me neither, but honestly from that it's like a, a movie shouldn't, we shouldn't have to have like a context of like the same movie to enjoy the movie. Like I still think it's great. Like that's how you know a movie is good is if it stands by itself. Like if it's like fully in service to a, to a previous movie, then it's not like a movie it's like an episode of tv right and i think for me the movie did a good job of standing alone except for like at the beginning and end at the beginning i was like i didn't see man of steel i didn't see batman versus superman or whatever the fuck um mm-hmm. or any of the other i've only seen wonder woman in a suicide squad and um which is one of the worst movies i've ever seen by the way um like truly <laughs> i have a hot take on suicide it. squad we'll get to it oh jesus christ anyway and i um so i was a little lost at the beginning and then you know was able to kind of orient myself for most of the film and then i think the epilogue for me is when it got into that thing i don't like that superhero movies do nowadays where it like just sets up what's happening next and i just like don't care for that kind of stuff um but uh, everything else in between which is basically the whole movie i I was in it. I liked it. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, I think it's yeah. really cool. Um, I Before we go kind of deeper into the movie, I wanted to just kind of give context just in case like you are listening to the episode and you don't really know like why we're spending so much time on this like director's cut of a movie that came out four years ago. So kind of the history behind it, and I'm not, I'm not that well-versed, and I, I you know, listen to podcasts about it, but I haven't gotten deep into it. But basically, Zack Snyder had some there were some issues with the studio and they wanted a certain vision of the movie and then while also making it uh his daughter committed suicide and he left the project his uh, wife and producing partner also left the project and so they brought in joss whedon who was already working on the movie to a certain extent but they brought him on to fully direct it and then they made it a had to be a strict 120 minutes had to be like very they hit these plot points. So it was this Frankenstein movie of basically what Joss Whedon had shot and what Zack Snyder had shot. They like changed the score at the very last minute. They brought oh, in wow. Danny Elfman. Yeah. And so, uh, and it, the movie bombed the movie. Everyone hated it. The, it was very clearly terrible. Like there's that very famous, uh, picture of Henry Cavill who they had to digitally change his face because he had a mustache from Mission Impossible 6 and he couldn't they couldn't shave it. So they like changed they, like, removed it from his one. face and it looks like a, it looks so fucking horrifying. Um, so basically this fan, this like fan uprising kind of came up. There was a petition that had 180 signatures. There was, um, the hashtag of hashtag release the Snyder cut. People put out billboards in times square. People did uh, advertisements at comic con and at like soccer games. People would like get a little, they would like harass the callers at WB and like get really like kind of toxic on Twitter. Like it kind of make this like toxic mass, but like at the core of it, it's like fans that really want to see this movie that like, they had no idea even it existed or not. Like people just kind of made up that there was a Snyder cut. And then eventually like the uproar of the fans made HBO max give Zack Snyder $70 million to re-edit and reshoot some scenes in the movie and make the Snyder cut. And yeah, that is so, Wild. I mean, I, I I definitely read about it a little bit before I started the film today, but I, I guess I had, I mean, there's a lot to it, so I didn't delve mm-hmm. super into it, but damn, like, I was really, I mean, I'm kind of out of the loop on all this. I mean, I saw every once in a while online that people would be like, release the Snyder Cut, and I kind of heard a little bit about what was going on at the time that it came out, and I knew that it was, like, bad, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize, like, how deep this went. I mean, I think this is probably, I mean, director's cuts come out, all the time, probably the most famous example would be like Blade Runner's director's cut mm-hmm. being a lot different than the theatrical version. But that one's a little different because it was like 
Blade Runner was like essentially like an expensive art film and the studio yeah. was like we can't release this to the public and they like made a watered down re-edited version of it and then eventually after it got some kind of cult uh kind of got a cult audience then I think over the years more versions I think there's like four versions of Blade Runner actually yeah there's but, like Final Cut the yeah there's the yeah. Final Cut apparently is like the one I don't yeah. know anymore I yeah. can't keep up I that's the one I think I watched first and then I in uh school I watched the original theatrical cut and goddamn is it bad um but i think that this is probably the other probably at this point most famous example of a director's oh, yeah. cut um other than blade runner is this except of course it's unique in that it was basically fans it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy how in the age of social media and twitter you know like k-pop stands like, like doxing people and shit like it's like crazy how you can get something like this done you can get a company to give someone 70 million dollars <laughs> to make something because enough fans like whined about it. Essentially that's, that's powerful. Like the Swifties get things done. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's wild. It just kind of makes me think that if we could all just like get together, like in justice league, actually, you know, unite and stuff. Yes. We could maybe like take down the patriarchy. I mean, the movie is very derivative of other things. Like it's, Oh, I think it's the exact same plot of a transformers movie. It's like the Avengers, you know, it's, People want, I think I mentioned it, I mentioned it in a Mad Max episode where it's like all movies are people want the box. Yes. You're, and this you're, is the movie. This is, yeah, you're right. And I, I remember, you know, again, as someone that doesn't really watch a lot of superhero movies, I still even as someone outside of the genre was like, isn't this just the plot to like every superhero movie is there's a like powerful thing that they all need to get their hands on. Yeah. And they all fight for it. I mean, you're right. It, it is a derivative film in the sense of like every one of the members of the Justice League kind of fits like a certain trope. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like the Flash being like the quippy sidekick one. And Jason Momoa is the one or the Aquaman or whatever is the one that like is a drunk and like doesn't want to be there. And it, it, it but it, but, you know, but I think that the thing that I like about the movie and why it worked for me is that it knows that. I think the movie knows that. Yeah. And it just giving people what they want. It's just giving yeah. people what they're looking for. And I think I could appreciate that. Also, we need to talk about this right away because I think that this might alienate some people. I loved the 4-3 aspect ratio. Loved oh, it. It was awesome. It, I, yes. I actually prefer films in that aspect ratio. I like the height over width. I think that for me, it's like you're looking in like a picture frame or something. It's just mm-hmm. uh, something about that orientation is really cool. And I think it's really dope that Zack Snyder decided to re-edit the whole movie and do it in, in 4.3. Cause I think the original film's not, it's in widescreen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. Yeah. And uh, you went to film school. Could you actually go further into aspect ratios? Oh, because God. I know a little bit into <laughs> but, like what's there's, there's a couple different ones. Um, you know, you know how when you watch some movies, like there's more black bar above and below than on others. Sometimes it actually fills up your whole TV. Um, I think when it fills up your whole TV, that's a really modern one. I can't name them off the top of my head, but a lot of things are shot in that aspect ratio now where it's like wide, but there's still some height. But then you watch like older movies and they have that really, it's like really thin and you can see like a lot around. It's like more panoramic, I guess is the way I'd put it. Like old like Technicolor films and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for three aspect ratio, which is what this film is in, the kind of square, um, or not pure square, but almost a square, uh, was what most movies were shot in, like old, you know, Hollywood movies from like the 30s and 40s before widescreen kind of became a thing that um, that studios were honestly using just to kind of like give them a leg up over competition. Like, there's more picture, you know, <laughs> um, sort of thing. But I think widescreen just kind of ended up taking over because it's just very like people like it. I think it's very immersive and it's, you know, it, it, all of your eyes like are, you know, or all the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wherever your eyes can go. Yeah. 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 Wherever your gaze goes, there's something to look at. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, aspect ratio for me is one of those things that's so interesting too, because growing up, you know, obviously we all had full screen TVs when we were kids and every movie was modified to be, to be able to fit on a full screen TV. Um, and it's just so interesting how like it, it took it to like DVDs came out that we actually started watching movies. They, the way they were meant to be seen on a screen yeah. and it's a whole thing. I could go on and on about it forever. <laughs> um, but I definitely think it adds to a movie, especially in the modern age. If you do something in that four, three aspect ratio, you're going to notice. I actually saw an article when I was looking at this movie that people were like, there's articles being written, like, don't worry, there's nothing wrong with your TV. The Snyder <laughs> cuts just in four, three. 
you know? Um, so I thought that was kind of fun. And I think it's like maybe one of the only modern big movies I can think of that's shot in this aspect ratio. Yeah. The only other thing I could think of is like the lighthouse. But I actually think that's in like one. I think so that like one, I think square. that one is, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, you're right. It was, but again, it's like, it's like an art film. So yeah, you'll get some of those every once in a while. But yeah. it's like a big movie. Like, I guess the artist probably would be, because it's yeah. meant to be, you know. Um, well, you know it was older. shot in 4-3. What? Mommy. <laughs> oh, well, actually, Mommy. So this is funny. Mommy's actually shot in 1-1, one, one, I believe. It is in 1-1? One, one? Okay. It's, it's like, it looks like almost like an iPhone screen at a, to a certain ah. degree. It's so little. Um, I love mommy. <laughs> yeah, mommy's cool. That's a maybe we that should have been our gay wreck. We should have said that. <laughs> if you're into <laughs> aspect another... ratios, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in it's in one one, which is like wild, you know, like yeah, like that's like no one shoots in that. That's like not even a thing. So yeah, yeah so anyway, so yeah, that was a crash course in aspect ratios. Um, we all went to film school just then. I love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And you're, you know, there you go, everyone. Now you can tell your friends like, oh yeah, that's in one sixteen one or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really cool choice and it made the movie like accidentally artsy, I think because oh, of yeah. it, just because it's something well, we're so not Zack used Snyder, to. I think Zack Snyder like is artsy, but since he's like very like masculine artsy, like we don't like <laughs> pay it any mind, but I think the movie has a lot of like really good, like attention to detail. Like I, mm-hmm. that's what I love about this movie is that it feels very, the, there's like a depth in this movie. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like all the it's like all the costumes are incredibly detailed. All the backgrounds are incredibly detailed. Everything felt so like tactile almost. Like especially like all those times they would go um, to the lair or where, where the fuck, like in a volcano where mm-hmm. Stephen Wolf was, uh, and everyone that was there just felt everything. If, you know that Bimini Bamboulash uh, wig that's made out of uh, out of safety pins. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It felt like everything was like so put there one by one by hand. So yeah, like delicate. sharp and sparkling. Yeah, he looked like the, like the underside of a mushroom. I loved it. Yeah, I agree. I think that the film had a really strong art direction. I It took me a second to orient myself to the different cities of the DC universe. But mm-hmm. soon it became very clear, like, oh, this is Gotham. This is Metropolis. This is Central City. Apparently there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just all had a very clear point of view. I even liked little moments, like when we were at the graveyard with um, – with, um, Oh, what's cyborg? his name? The cyborg character. Yeah. And it was just very, like, there's a lot of, like, the the fog. And it just had this, like, kind of gothness to it. And it just yes. feels like wherever It was we very were, The Crow. <laughs> it was very The Crow. And it felt like wherever we were in the movie, if it was that, they took it there. It's like when we were with Amy Adams, that coffee shop looked like a fucking, like, bougie-ass coffee shop mm-hmm. that would be, like, in, um you know, Brooklyn. And it's just, like, I loved, like, how lived in everything looked. And how he mashes it all together, which I think is my favorite thing about him. You can tell that he loves movies and he, but he also loves nerd shit. So I feel like all of his movies are just him trying to find this like common ground between the two things. Well, Zack Snyder is like, ultimately, I think he's kind of tacky, but Mm -hmm. like, I love it. I love that he's like really tacky and everything like DC is like the tackier comic book because that's the one that's more, that's darker. And that's more like actual, like, alien superpowers whereas like marvel is more like i guess there are aliens in that i feel like (laughs) marvel is like too family friendly or at least that's the mm -hmm. way that they've decided to go down with it at least in the mcu and dc is always going to be kind of like the dark brooding like stepsister Yeah, <laughs> and I do agree that he has a tacky aesthetic, and I think it goes into the whole like our theory about straight camp or like what straight camp mm-hmm. looks like. I think that this is a great example of like a straight campy movie. Yes, and and some of the and so funny because I and I say straight camp though, but I I don't think straight camp is necessarily for everyone though, because mm-hmm. um, I could see a lot of people not liking this movie, not just because of the length or like the aspect ratio or like the more kind of glaring like weird things about it, but just because I think that it really toes a lot of different lines all at the same time mm-hmm. to varying degrees. But I kind of love that it just doesn't give a fuck and it just is doing what it wants to do the whole time. Yeah, no, it's never, the thing is that it's never boring. Even whenever it like slows down for a little bit, I feel like it slows down enough to where it doesn't feel like, I feel like in like Marvel movies and stuff, the breaths it take almost are like, 
too short to like why we, it feels impatient whenever it slows down but this it feels like okay we're gonna slow down and we're gonna do this entire story of how cyborg got the way he looked and that's like 10 minutes um and loved also if you loved it so much if you're in if there's ever a scene where you're driving in a car and the camera is in the passenger seat and it's looking to the driver's oh, seat yeah. window you're gonna get hit by a truck oh we knew oh, i we knew, knew. I was mm-hmm. like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Someone's in a car. Someone's having a good time, and they get in a car. Not anymore. Everything's going relatively well. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved the backstory for him. It's really funny because I thought that the Flash's backstory was pretty bad and, like, really rushed. And I hated, yes. personally hated that whole sequence introducing the character with Where him, like, saving uh, that, like, woman from the car and, like, the hot dog. And oh, the my God. That's the worst. And... That's, that's the actual worst scene in the movie. Yeah, I hated it. Um, and I was like, God damn, I'm going to hate this character. And he, he, then, then he kind of grew on me after a while. But um, yeah. but yeah, I feel like that was a little weird. But then he ended up being so instrumental to like the the to saving the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Aquaman ended up not being. So it was just kind of interesting. Yeah. Like they like I said, that's what's fun about Zack Snyder films, though, is that I don't think that he's made a great movie ever. But they're all like interesting experiments. They're all like mixed bag but like a fun enjoyable mixed bag that i think is worth watching um and yeah i yeah there's a lot going on in this movie oh can we talk about how every single fucking time wonder woman does anything or an amazon goes on the screen that that's stupid like Whatever that was. That, like, Survivor theme song. That, like, Middle Eastern-esque sounding, like, woman singing was Mm -hmm. the funniest and campiest thing about the whole movie. It's so good. It's so good. Every time. It was probably used more than the penny whistle from Titanic. (laughs) And if it wasn't the, it was the... The guitar lick. It was. Oh, she had two themes, girl. So <laughs> funny, and you know, I gotta say, like, I think Gal Gadot brings nothing to Wonder Woman. I'm just gonna say yeah. it. I mean, I I think it's difficult. Wonder Woman has no character. She's like Superman, where it's like you are just powerful, and that's it. Yeah, Superman is Jesus. Like, how do you make Jesus interesting? Right, but the way that they like position her in this movie I think really worked for me because she ends up being kind of like I mean Batman's the leader sort of but like she's basically the leader of all of them yeah, and like I Batman like can't do anything he's Wonder Woman has to come up and like figure out everything else and so I, like, I kind of like that dude I this is my first exposure to Ben Affleck as Batman mm-hmm. I it n- no ma'am no he no, is so hot outside of Batman uh, clothes but whenever he's in it he looks so stupid. I just don't buy him as Batman. I just no. did it. It just, I was telling my boyfriend that I think the only role I've ever loved Ben Affleck in is in Gone Girl because it's <sighs> like he's kind of this actor who's been trying to, they've been trying to sell us to him as a leading man, but he just like isn't. There's just something off about him. Like yeah, as he's an actor. Real weird. Yeah, he's kind of a weirdo. And I yeah. think that he, it works in Gone Girl because that's the gag. That's Ben Affleck. It just, it, yeah. it, push it to the extreme so but in this it just like the whole sad sack batman character it just didn't look good on it just didn't work on him i also just want to like to point out that i love that in superhero movies property damage doesn't matter like no, just at all. at all like people Mm-mm. like they will like destroy an entire city like fighting some monster and it just seems to be so like eh, whatever well, oh yeah whenever uh wonder woman at the in her the beginning what were they touring was that a were they Girl, that? I've already forgotten say... this whole movie. It was a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, so seven hours ago, and it's it's in the first. I think it's in the first chapter. Whenever like Wonder Woman like stops the the. Like, oh yeah, that random. Oh, you know that's really it's really funny because the first hour of the movie really was just introducing us to all the characters as you'd expect in something with this many main characters. But I loved that it was all just these random instances where they all needed to save someone and it not. It had nothing to do with anything. And I kind of liked that. Because it's like it gives you that kind of episodic superhero thing. Kind of like cold open kind of style. And and like this movie is is divided up into like six chapters in an epilogue. Like you can definitely. uh, Yeah. I was like, are we watching The Handmaiden? What is this? Um, But (laughs) (laughs) what if this was The Handmaiden? What if this is just as sexy as The Handmaiden? (laughs) Maybe this was. we Actually, we just watched The Handmaiden. Yeah, we actually just watched The Handmaiden. (laughs) You watch Zack Snyder's This Handmaiden. Um, but you can definitely split it up. You can definitely do chapter one, two, three 
that's an hour and a half and pretty i think three ends with like cyclops and then next day watch it for four five six whatever you can split this movie up easily yeah i agree i think that the splitting was weird and i hated i don't like chapter names i just think they're Mm -hmm. cheesy and and at the end of the day i know that movies make more money and that's why these studios do movies instead of television series or miniseries. But at the end of the day, I, I couldn't help but thinking the whole movie, like, would this work better as, like, a miniseries? Probably. Well, they were originally going to do it as a miniseries. Like, the Snyder Cut really? was originally going to be, like, yeah, like, five hours as a miniseries. Uh, but people were like, no. And so they are like, okay, it's a movie. Um, oh, I see that we actually have our first alum. We do. Member of our Straight People Movies canon. Yes. Um, and it's none other than the lovely, beautiful, bright, shining star that is Robin Wright. Who so, has one second of screen time and no dialogue. No dialogue. Because she dies in Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. So that's so why. She's there in the – that's like the – that was the first scene. So the like, context that scene they're in, it's like thousands of years ago whenever Darkseid tried to come and do the unity with the mother boxes. How do I know all of this so well? Um, like a thousand years ago or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the Aquaman and the Amazonian women. And oh my the God. Humans. I loved that sequence. I was like, they were like, so the Amazonian. good. You know what? A lot of the movie reminded me of like several fucking times. Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Very because it's the Lord same the thing where it's like in Lord of the Rings, like they all fought against like one entity and then like the ring gets separate or like there's a whole thing where like there's like the men and the elves and the dwarves and they all like yeah. whatever you know what I, you know what i'm fucking talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. and it's just like it just reminded me a lot of that and about how they all need to unite to be able to take on the darkness mm-hmm. and there was even a part where like in that war sequence i literally was like this is mordor this is yeah. just mordor <laughs> Oh yeah, it was, I don't orcs. know where they are, but they're in they're somewhere. This is what Earth looked like <laughs> a thousand years ago. And I just kind of liked the idea of that, like Lord of the Rings and like DCU having like a crossover moment, or is it DECU? How do you say DECU? It? DECU. It's the, is it no? It's the no DCEU. EU? The, yeah, DCEU. The uh, DC. Whatever DC Comics extended universe, extended universe, yeah, interesting. But anyway, yeah, so that that was kind of interesting. Like like we said, it's all very familiar, but it's always like fun to see like all these different beings, I guess. Yeah, coming there together was a, to kick ass, you know. There was a Green Lantern there, just chilling. That was cool to see. I thought that was Lantern. really cool. Um, and it's funny because again, for me as someone that doesn't even care about this kind of movie at all, I just still found myself like falling for it. Yeah. Yeah. But- I did. It's I fell good. for it. I liked it's it. It's good. <laughs> I also just like the idea of like having the balls to be like, I'm going to make a four hour long superhero movie that's in four, three aspect ratio and like yeah. just fucking go for it. And yeah, it's, it's a bizarre, I'm like still having a hard time processing everything I just watched. Cause I feel like I watched like five different movies all at the same time. <laughs> uh, but in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. It was very, very, very good. Speaking of bizarre, yeah, I we have to talk about it. Yeah, so sorry. Spoiler the, alert, spoiler, everyone. Snyder, you probably already, a, yeah, you probably already know because you've probably seen on the internet that everyone's talking mm-hmm. about it, right? But you haven't seen. I I, I didn't realize how long the scene would be. We, oh I have in all caps. We have to talk about the Joker scene. So the last scene in the movie, or actually yeah. the next to last scene. Oh, and cares. also just to let everyone know, like just like Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, this movie also just never ends. It never ends, ends, and then it just mm-hmm. has like a thirty-minute-long epilogue for no reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is in the second half of the epilogue after Je- so Jesse Eisenberg's one scene Iconic. so good he's so fucking gay in this movie I love it <laughs> yeah I love his take on Lex Luthor I haven't seen yeah. the other film he's in oh he's so good in this. <laughs> I know you've told me before that you really like his performance in it and I like it I like this idea of like a like almost like asexual tech bro that's gone completely yeah. psychotic that's like that's like, such just, a great way to approach like a villain I think he's great he's fantastic in it I thought um I think it's Deathstrike is his name. I thought he was walking up, and I was like, oh, no, is it Deadpool? Oh, God, oh, God. Uh, but it wasn't, thank you. It was some other dude. But, yeah, but for me, it's like I wouldn't even understand who that character was if I didn't watch this movie with subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the very end, also spoiler, whenever he's like, but you can call me the Martian. What is it called? The Oh, my God. The- I was like, I guess I literally, when he flew away, I was like, I guess comic book fans are like, excited about that i don't know yeah. who that is i don't know <laughs> her. from the who is she from the who is this who is this woman uh but 
So the Joker scene in this movie. So, (laughs) um, Batman and Cyborg and um, Amber Heard are I don't know going to Gastown or something. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that was Mad Max tease for sure. (laughs) They were going to Gastown, and the Joker is just sitting there on a car, and he just monologues for a few minutes, and boy, let me tell you, Jared Leto is he is acting. He is capital A acting. I, I'm going to have to just say it. I just really don't like him as the Joker. I'm sorry, everyone. It just, I just no. don't buy him. No. I just don't. Well, number one, I never bought him as an actor, period. As a my so-called life stan. Like, he's the original fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I don't trust him. But, like, yeah, for me, the scene was cool, actually, in the sense of, like, the cinematography and the editing was, like, kind of, like, wild and out. Like, I was, like, so strange. I was, like, okay, sis. I was, like, this is weird. I was, like, am I watching Nomadland? Like, what's happening? (laughs) Um, What a joker was in Nomadland. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, that was, the like, the aesthetic of the whole scene. It truly was wild. Um, But, yeah, the monologue, everything. and it was really confusing too the way they went. In, they just kind of went into it. No, yeah. like rise from black, like kind of like oh new scene. It was like we're just in this world now, and it feels Joker's like it's in a different here. movie. It, feels it was like weird, it's and then it turned movie. out to be a dream spoiler alert. But still, it just the whole way it was done was like, what the fuck is happening? It's it's, it's the most psychotic scene in the movie. It's in a film full of psychotic scenes. It was really, really, truly something. I yeah. can't say if I hated it just because it like I love how psychotic this movie is, period. So like let's end the movie on a psychotic note. But yeah, Jared Leto, the long stringy hair and the the cackle. I don't know, girl. I, um, it's weird. It's a it's a very interesting artifact of this movie. Uh, yeah. What else? I mean, there's so many I don't even know, like it it truly is like Okay, it's not like the Magnolia of superhero movies I really want it to be because that's just such a fun thing to say. But it definitely has things in common with Magnolia in the sense of that there's a lot of different <laughs> storylines going on. And I did yeah. notice that there was kind of a theme okay. <laughs> um, between a lot of the storylines. And it's a lot about parents, especially daddies. Ooh, but, I mean, that, we're going on to our favorite section, which is what makes this movie straight. And there's definitely some daddy issues. Daddy issues. Every straight movie has it. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah, I think. One of the more powerful scenes in the movie that I bought for sure is like you know yeah. the scene where like Cyborg loses his dad, his dad like sacrifices himself. Oh yeah. I mean they just they just did a really even though it was quick they did do a really good job setting up his backstory, um, which yes. I why I think he ended up being my favorite character in the whole thing. Yes, he's the most like he's the one who goes through the most of a journey. I guess yeah. They, like, introduce him in this movie, so he has a full like full arc. Yeah, I really liked that a lot, and but and but every character had. Da- I mean, I liked the idea that Superman decides to be good again um, yeah. because of his two dads monologuing at him about why they're proud of him. <laughs> like every every straight dude, like when they just hear a recording of their dads being like, "I'm proud of you, son." They're like, "I'm becoming a good person." So, so dads, be dads? good to your sons, like John Mayer uh. said. Well, I guess it was daughters, <laughs> but sons too. Right? But sons too. Uh, the worst daddy issues in this movie is between the Flash and his dad Billy Crudup, who is enemy of the podcast. D- Billy Crudup. Why is he an enemy of the podcast, Dylan? You know what he did to Mary Louise Parker? Oh no! Do you want to do you want to text me about it? No, I'll tell. Oh no, it's not. You it's not like cancel. I mean, it's not cancelable. It's just tacky. He left her for our Queen Clara Danes <gasps> while she was seven months pregnant. Oh my God, Claire! Yeah. Why did you? But now Claire's with you, Dancy now, right? Yeah, so, oh yeah, that ended. So the only loser here is Billy Crudup. Yeah, monster. Don't do that to Mary Louise Parker. Other reasons why people that are straight probably are going to love this movie or love this movie. Um, Yeah, it's just a comic book movie at the end of the day. And I'm sorry, I know a lot of gays like comic book movies and I know you're all about to come for us and I've already actually had friends of mine come for me Mm -hmm. because of my comic book opinions, but it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, guys. Even Batman and Robin, even like Joel Schumacher, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like even those ones that are like the gayest of the gay ones, at the end of the day, comic books are straight. Default straight. I'm sorry. If you, you want to can... give me an explanation as to why, like if you want to give me a thesis essay, explain to me why I'm wrong, I am more than happy to read it. But you'll be wrong. Um, sorry. 
sorry. It's just it's a straight genre. It just yeah. is. I mean, there there are definitely I've read some like. I mean, I like She Hulk a lot, um, and I think she has some gayness in her but at the end of the day it's still like it's like having our mad max episode where it was like people were like what this movie has gay stuff in it doesn't matter it's still straight right that's the thing is it's like it's like a spectrum like we recognize that but if it's majority straight then it's straight i'm sorry like that's Mm -hmm. like we can't then it's gonna be too confusing that we you know sorry we're oh well i don't want to say we're bringing the binary back because that sounds bad and we're not it's just, just, it's just for we're fun. We're just checking her out for the library. We're, we're just, just checking her out of the library, and then we're going to put her back. We promise. We promise. Um, but yeah, I do <laughs> think that comic book movies are just straight. I'm sorry. It just sorry. is. Like, I don't want to take that away from gays, because I know so many gays love comic books and superheroes and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I love that for y'all. Yes. I love it for you guys. Love what you love. But Love is love is love is love. It is what it is. It's straight. It's okay. That's right. Most okay. things in this world are, you know? Yeah. Look, the straights have comic books. We have character actresses. <laughs> we have Miriam Margulies. Yeah, exactly. Girl. We have Ann Dowd. Yes. <laughs> you can have Batman. We have Ann Dowd. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um... What else is straight about this movie, Dylan? I mean, like, Zack Snyder. It's, yeah. He is a default straight director. The only gay thing he did, don't say Sucker Punch. Okay, okay, okay. I won't. But, <laughs> but, but. I was okay, going to say so that. What, what is it? What's his, what's I was going to say what's, the Owl movie. I was going to say the Owls. Oh, gay. yeah. Well, animated movies are all gay. Yeah, all animated movies. <laughs> We've decided Sorry. here, right here, right now, all animated <laughs> movies are gay. Okay. Um, I do believe, I think Zack Snyder is a, definitely a very straight boy director. I will say this, though, and this is my claim. Mm-hmm. I would consider him an ally director, if we're allowed to make those statements. <laughs> that is the hottest take I've ever heard in my entire life. I And I said this in another episode about him, but like 300 is a bonding film uh-huh. for straights and gay men. Yes. It is. Yes. It is. Because after the movie, you're both excited by the same things. Exactly. You know, for different reasons, <laughs> sure. But, like, it brought us together. You know, maybe 300 is why we got gay marriage. Because it was, like, just a few years after that. <laughs> yeah, some congressperson in, in Massachusetts went to the theater, saw 300, and it was like, you know what? Gays should get married. You know what? We we have more in common than you think. We all like 300, you know? Gerard Butler, he did something to me. Yeah, Gerard Butler, thank you for your service. Um, yeah, I think he's an ally director, though. I think I love his Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Dawn of the Dead is so good. It's so good. It's that one of the best is, like, horror the, remakes. Yeah, it's great. Sucker Punch, I know it's male gazy as fuck, but it's, like, at the end of the day, like, a bunch of, like, girls, like, fighting in a World <laughs> War One style schoolgirl outfit robot prostitute dance sequence <laughs> Bjork movie Roxy music I'm just yeah yeah Roxy music <laughs> that's <laughs> at, at least bisexual yeah there's me. some sort of flavor in there she's there's a flavor a sexuality <laughs> that doesn't exist yet is yeah. sucker punch um <laughs> yeah. and I think that most of the things that he does are very straight but I, again I think why I consider him an ally is they're so campy in a straight mm-hmm. bro way that I think it's something that like straights can enjoy but like as an outsider like as a gay man I can be like you know what I appreciate that this movie just goes for it and it yeah. just doesn't give a fuck you know yeah. and I love I put- that I put dark in the notes, but I honestly like don't think it's this movie's that dark. It's gritty like, at parts. It's gritty at parts. Like it's not like dark night. It's not like darkness. It's like it's bloody at parts though. It's pretty violent. Mm-hmm. Not like yeah. Logan bad, but you know. It doesn't feel like like pummeling like other superhero movies. Like this feels pretty it's relatively light. It just feels like the the color palette's dark a little bit, but even then I think it's like there's some brightness there. But it doesn't well, I mean, feel like I, Dylan, I mean, here's the question, though. Here's the thing. What's the team? Is Zack Snyder's Justice League a straight people movie? I think <laughs> it I mean, is. It just came out, so I don't know. I, I do, still think are, it do is. Do straights like it? Like, what's happening? What are, what are they all saying on Twitter? I this I think people are liking it more than they did like Justice League. 
I think it's straight because of the context of them making it. I think if it didn't have this context of like the fan cry, fan outcry, the Twitter stuff, and like that it's DC in general, then it, we could argue later. But I think contextually, yes, it's still a straight, but it is a very close to bisexual movie. Yeah, I was about to say, I would never say it's gay. Because again, no. we did say comic book movies, they can't, can't, do they can't be gay. But I do think that out of all the movies we've watched so far, I would go as far as to say that it's probably the closest to like bisexual that we've got. It's so I think so too. I think I agree. I think it's the closest bisexual movie we've had. People are gonna get so mad about our Mad Max episode. Um, I know, but I think it's more bisexual than Mad Max. <laughs> I think so too. Because there's just something about it. There's just something about the like the a four hour long art house version of a movie that came out four years ago that no one in four liked. three aspect ratio with wonder woman as the de facto leader of the group where aquaman's a little bitch and where amy adams entire performance and, is sulking amy adams sulks and those horrific needle drops those all the nick cave girl what is here zach if you're listening to this Man, I got a question for you. <laughs> what is going on in your mind when you think of these movie needle drop moments? That, like, I just truly, like, hallelujah in Watchmen. Okay, girl. <laughs> and then in this, like, that song, I don't know what it was. Was that the Nick Cave song? I don't remember. The Jason Momoa going off into the ocean with his, like, whiskey. Oh, girl. That is, I will save that. We will talk, we'll come back to that. What was will, that, girl? I loved it. It was iconic. But I love it, though. I'm not, like, criticizing you, Zach. I love you, Zach. I'm just saying it's truly, like, some of these choices that you make, I'm like, whoa. That is, like, I don't think anyone else could have come up with that one. No, ma'am. I love the way your mind works, dude. Truly an ally. Love it. True. I'm a fan. We love you, Zach. It's deranged. We love you. It's deranged. This is what happens when you watch a four-hour-long movie, is that you just yeah. go insane. You have to succumb to it. Like it, You just have to let it happen to you. Like, I was talking right. to a friend on Twitter or on uh, Instagram earlier, and he was like, I don't like this. And I was like, I eventually just had to let it wash over me like I was Aquaman. Yeah, right. We That's the that's the character you chose for yourself. Actually, <laughs> I want to be Aquaman, too, because I like that he's useless. I'd be useless, too. In this yeah, I'd be of, useless, and yeah. I'd be – my dad would be Willem Dafoe. Yeah, oh my god. Willem Dafoe in that fucking <laughs> that lace front. Uh girl. Was... <laughs> I love Willem, but girl, they should have just cut you out of this movie, girl. It just like it just it did I feel I felt bad for him because I love him. I know. Um, can we just talk about for a second that Zack Snyder's also an ally because he allowed Henry Cavill to be shirtless for like 30 minutes. Bitch. Girl. When girl. Amy Adams put that flannel on him, I was like, girl, take that. I off. thought you were I thought you were a friend. I thought you were one of us. But clearly you're not. You're a traitor. You're a traitor. (laughs) He He? literally, (laughs) literally, I would, maybe you should bleep these things out that we're about to say. Oh, I was planning on bleeping out what I was going to (laughs) say. Girl, I want to like just his just like all night long. Like I don't even want to do anything else. I just want to like lay under his and my boyfriend could be under the other one too. And we could just both like lay there like a statue and just like Henry Cavill for the whole night. And I'd be happy. Look, I don't. I would for Henry Cavill. Oh, me too. I would let him. I want him to like my like he can my with his hands. He can do it with his He can do it with his He can do it with any part of his body. I want his in He is so hot. It like hurts. Did you ever see his Mission Impossible? No, but I saw that like gif that went that was famous of him like doing the like you know what I'm talking about. The like like he like got pumped up. I saw that in IMAX, and um, I will we'll we'll bring it up. This is just teasing for next week's episode. We're gonna have a guest next week uh, that was there sitting next to me whenever Uh-oh. we watched uh, that movie in IMAX together, and we will um, that story will be continued. Did you have a Pee Wee Herman moment, girl? Did I ever, <laughs> girl? I'm sorry, like Henry Cavill, literally, like it was distracting. 
Look, it, Henry Cavill hiding the bomb detonator between his legs in the helicopter, and then what's his, what's the director of that movie? Christopher, I don't know, Christopher <laughs> Mince Plassey. Um, <laughs> he just kept going back and like showing it like in between his thighs, and I was like, girl. This is illegal. You can't show this. In yeah, this it's is like, pornography. honestly, it's like, it's like fucked. Like, I love Zach for doing this, but like, it was fucked up. Like, it's... he is so, I like, honestly, I like truly don't understand how anyone in this world could not look at that man and not want him to just fucking <laughs> you. I know. Just fully. I want him to fucking do my laser eyes. <laughs> I like literally um, would allow him. <laughs> that is how please. I think he Oh is. yeah, girl. Oh, he can. And I'm not into that sort of thing. <laughs> no, me neither. But what if he's doing that? In his, like, Superman pose. Oh, my God. Yeah, you better bleep all that out. I'm bleeping everything out. <laughs> it's going to be good. Anyway. It's be so long when it's worth it. Speaking of things being bleeped out, what's gay about this movie? I have a big list. There's a lot, I think. And I'm really glad that... I'm really glad... There's one that you're going to bring up that I'm really <laughs> pleased about because it's exactly what I said um, <laughs> to Jesus when we were watching it. Um, <laughs> there's so many gay... Like, that's the thing is I think we're going to be able to list like so many gay things about this movie because there are. They're all gay. Most oh, of them are Amy Adams, but... Oh, gay. my God. How about the part where Henry Cavill just like fondles like a cornfield? Oh, yeah, whenever the movie turns into Days of Thunder. Not Days of Thunder. What's the fucking... Days of Heaven. The Days Terrence Malick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Diane Lane. Well, Diane Lane's in it. So that's Every gay. Every I think of Diane Lane, I think of that uh, episode of Kimmy Schmidt where uh, fucking Jacqueline is reading a red book and Diane Lane's on the cover and the like. The headline is, Diane Lane's favorite dog breeds for pleasing your man. What does that mean? <laughs> That's all I think about every time I read her name now. Oh my god! Oh Diane Lane. But yeah, oh, yeah. I think yeah get yeah get into it, Dylan, because I think that you you're you're <laughs> popping off at all cylinders right now. All right. So the first thing is in the first ten minutes, whenever Aquaman he's in his like Russian stalker village, and he goes Girl, back in the ocean, that? and then. <laughs> Fucking the Wicker Man women come out and say they start singing some B-side from Bjork's Medulla. They're, they're like one click away from going, who is it? Oh my God, girl, that's literally what I thought of too. And I also was thinking just before the whole Bjork moment that I was like, wow, this is like an Ingmar Bergman style like Scandinavian art film right now. Like, get it, Zach. <laughs> what it. the fuck I is going it. on? Oh um, my God. So, there was the aliens. They, they wore the robes that looked like the cover of Don Richards' Redemption, which is maybe too deep of a cut. That is such a deep cut, but if it can get anyone to listen to Don Richard, please, because she's a queen. We gotta, she is. She's on Merge now. Iconic. She's. Um, okay. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for her to find her audience. Me, too. Um, okay. So, Amy Adams, who drinks coffee in every single one of her scenes. I, like, literally found that cut that went to, like, someone doing latte art really triggering. As someone that's worked oh, no. at coffee shops. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But also very gay. Yeah, very gay. It's like, it's like four different scenes. It's like, Amy, please drink some water. Um, Amy Adams being too depressed to work. That's gay, girl. I know. And it was, has it been like two years since Superman's died? I know, and like, she's like oh, staying in this like expensive looking condo in the middle of like Metropolis, which I'm assuming is a major city. Yeah. And she's just like, I don't need to work. <laughs> like, that's her. gay. Um, she's, you know she's got a daddy. Oh yeah, she got some. She got some money from the state for Superman dying. Um, but the actual gayest scene in the movie is Amy Adams sprawled out in bed, being unable to sleep because of the crippling pain of losing her one true love. Then silently deciding it's time that she learned to live again because Clark wanted her to spend her life uh, in mourning and would rather see her thriving. Oh my god, and the best part is that the day that she decides to do that, the day she decides to do that, Superman comes back to life. That's what it is. He was waiting for her to, like, find her judge again, for her to fucking Stella to find that groove again. Girl, that is so gay. Like, it's so just like the gay. moment you stop being depressed. You're like, oh, everything's happening for me? That's good now? <laughs> I just needed to stop being depressed? Wow, I didn't realize that's how that worked. I love that. <laughs> It's amazing. Is there anything else you can think of that's gay? Well, also, we did say that the Wonder Woman, the huh, every time. That is gay. gay. <laughs> that's that was gay. so good. I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, the Flash definitely has, like, really strong bisexual energy, probably because mm -hmm. he's played by the Ezra Miller. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think that the flying like parademons are pretty gay. They're like oh, yeah. flying, flying monkeys, monkeys and fair. Like- yeah, yeah, exactly, bitch. Exactly, bitch. They're like the flying monkeys for the Wizard of Oz, girl. <laughs> yes, bitch. Oh my god, we're yes. just so in tune right now. No, yeah, and we they, they're like a cross between one of those and one of those demon fairies from like the end of Fantasia. Bitch. No, but you know what they are? They're <laughs> they're the hallucination of the black swan and black swan. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> Like, those are gay. And everything like about gay. just, like, the villains. Like, did you see that, like, random lesbian that was just, like, standing next to, like, the king of, like, I don't know, Mordor at the end? <laughs> like, these like, we're gonna go to Earth and get the anti-life. And there's just this random woman that never speaks. Oh, yeah. She's just standing Love there her. with her, like, pixie cut, looking like Love whatever it. her face was from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie. Brianna yeah. Tarth, that was the name. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, what is happening? I don't. So I like that was gay. Um, I, I actually, again, I'm gonna say it. If it weren't for straight bros crying about this for four years, and if it wasn't a superhero movie, I would say that this movie might be a gay movie. Yeah, I think I agree. This might be the gayest movie we have done. And looking at our sheet, it's probably the gayest we'll ever do. Yeah, I'm pleasantly, honestly surprised. I know that a lot of people probably listening to this right now were expecting us to like hate this movie, <clears throat> but like honestly, like it was it was messy, but like in a good way, like in yes. that way that like I love, where it's just it's like delicious. oh my god, like they gave someone a budget and he was like, cool, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want with this. I don't give a fuck what anybody wants. He gave us the Snyder cut, like mm-hmm. yes, it was fan demanded, but I don't think he gave the fans necessarily what they wanted. He gave them what he wanted. And that's legendary status to me. Yes, yes, ma'am. I love you, Zach. Love you. We in in this in this house we stand, Zach. We love it. Um, Let's go to our gay recommendation because I have a very psychotic pick uh, this week. Yeah. Okay. Okay, girl. Um, So standard episodes. I think our standard suggestion for superhero episodes would just be Batman Returns, Batman and Robin. Hell yeah. Those. Um, but mine is another movie that was mangled by studio interference, only to be championed by a small but devoted fan group to release the director's original vision. Shut And up. much longer vision eventually released on HBO Max. That movie, Shut of up. course, is called Margaret. Dylan. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay, here we go. I thought about it more. So this movie, so Margaret oh is like God. over, Margaret is over three hours long. All right, yeah. Margaret stars... Three people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. True. Um, Justice League has J.K. Simmons. Margaret has Alice and Janie. They're equivalent people. They're the same people. Same people. Once they were um, both in Juno together, it was over. Yeah, it truly was. And uh, I, it's both just kind of about death. I don't know. But that, you can't really like do a similar movie to this because all the other similar movies are just like superhero movies. So I went more... Um, about like how it came into fruition, and so the no. closest. Just, I, look, Margaret I love it. I love it. It's deranged. I love it. It's deranged. I love it. And then also just watch Watchmen on HBO, the Regina King one. It's hands down the greatest television series that's ever been produced. Damn, I need. I, so first off, I have not watched Watchmen. Ah, I watched the first episode, really liked it, but it was like this seems dense. And it, it's incredibly but, dense. Um and. I haven't seen Margaret yet. I know I keep telling you I'm going to watch it. And I've been wanting to watch it because I'm like a huge Anna Paquin stan. Yes. Oh, um, she's so good in it. Yeah. And I, yeah, but I, I, you know, it's really funny. During the movie, I mean, I made it, I keep joking about the Magnolia thing, but I also mm-hmm. know that Margaret's like a Magnolia movie where it's yes. like a lot of different characters. They're connected, blah, 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 blah. I, mean, I guess it's hard to sit, like to make it a true argument that they're similar because at the end of the day, when you got six superheroes, and they all come together like it's like not the same thing as like an no. intertwining storyline. No. Um, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just like, uh, you know, like, I don't know. Let's think of some long movies here, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, the Irishman, Irishman Straight. So I guess that doesn't yeah, count. Irishman Straight. Um, I mean, maybe A Brighter Summer Day, the iconic Taiwanese art film <laughs> from the 90s go. about growing up in Taiwan in the 60s. That's gay. Um, that's gay. Mountains May Depart. Uh, that's like two and a half hours Chinese movie. It's the guy who did um, Ashes Pure as White. Oh, yeah, yeah. Opens he makes long movies. Opens and closes with a, um, with a Pet Shop Boys song. Mommy is long. Mommy is long. Mommy is um, very long and has weird aspect ratios. I'm looking at my Criterions. Um, 
They're all short. Oh, no. Now we're just telling people movies we like. Yeah, we're just, we just like movies. <laughs> we like – I think the thing is, and I think we've said it before, I'm a big – like, I want a movie to either be 80 minutes mm-hmm. or I want it to be, like, three and a half hours. Yeah. Like, I don't like in between. No. Like, a two-hour-long movie is the bane of my existence. Don't want it. Because yeah. when a movie's three and a half hours, you know, like, you're buckling your seat and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm ready for this. Like, I'm devoting my time to this. And yeah. And I find myself, it's easier to immerse yourself because you're like, it's never going to end. Why check your phone? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I love it. I think b- a movie being long used to be a straight thing. And now I think it's because, I, I would just say, I was going to say we're taking it back. We're taking it back. We're taking it back. If a movie's long, it's gay. Yeah. Sorry. Unnecessarily long movies are gay. Oh, yeah. If they're oh. like, look, the, the other movie we talked about that has chapters like this, The Handmaiden, that movie's long as shit. And it's very gay. And it's incredibly Actually, gay. Actually, let's just, let's just recommend The Handmaiden. Actually, yeah, The Handmaiden. <laughs> Everyone watch Park Chan-wook's The Handmaiden. That movie's fucking amazing. It's incredible. It and, is uh, nothing like this movie at all. Nope. It just has chapters. It just has chapters. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're truly, uh, yeah, I I can't even see straight anymore because um, yeah, we... my entire day has revolved around Justice League. Zack Snyder's we, Justice League. We have been Snyder-pilled. I love it. I love, I, love this new, I love this I, for us. I, I love it for, I, I feel like I'm tired, but I'm glowing. Same. Yeah. You know, and I would just like to say, you know, as you know, as a lot of people that have maybe listened to past episodes know, I made it very clear that I'm like, not a superhero girl, yada, yada, yada. But like, I tried to go in with an open mind I and I did, and I ended up liking the movie. So it just goes mm-hmm. to show that even if you think you know what you like, you shouldn't. Judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I mean, judge some books by their covers. Yeah. Actually, you'll let me take that back. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, just like, you know, like, you'll surprise yourself sometimes when you, like, just branch out and watch something that's not really in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I think so, last week, whenever we were, like, introducing this segment that we were going to do this episode, we were like, well, I think we already made a decision. Ha, 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 ha. And then, like, I think we were both very pleasantly surprised at how good this movie is. And that's gay. That's, That's gay. gay. <laughs> That's very gay of us. Not wanting to do something and then doing it and then being like, wait, that was actually good? Yeah, okay. we like loved it. Loved that was it. good. Oh she was cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was cute. I mean, you she know, she's not cute. she's not perfect by any means. Mm-mm. But I'm who probably, is? I think I'm going to give her like a three and a half, which is yeah. way higher than I thought I was going to give her. Yeah. But damn, like was I, I enthralled? And yeah, I'd say for anyone out there listening, like if you're a superhero fan and you did actually, here's, the, here's what I want to know. If you're a superhero fan, unlike me. And you didn't like this movie. Tell me why it's bad and why you yes. didn't enjoy it. Because I, I am trying to kind of figure out, like, what certain people that are comic book fans are really looking for in these kinds of pictures. Because I think sometimes maybe what I'm looking for might be, like, different. Or I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, because I really liked this. I thought it was fun. Point of view was on point. Zack mm-hmm. Snyder is king. Love him. Yeah. In this house, good. we love him. We do. We love him. Oh. Well, somehow this episode wasn't four hours long like the movie. Well, but I think it's just I, really hard to like. I mean, neither of us had seen the original, so yeah. for, it's it's a lot to take in. I mean, I'm sure there's a billion details that we're, we would, would love to talk about or, for, or forgotten about already. But yeah, overall, that's what our that's actually what our Patreon will be is us going minute by minute in Justice League. Yeah, just a full four hour long like in time reaction to Justice League. Yeah. Honestly, that is something. Oh yeah, we, I, I we'll talk about it on mic. This is a business talk. Um, I want to do like commentaries. I think that we would be really good at commentary. I think we'd kill it. I think we would kill it too, like full on, like what you might call it, like Master Pancake style. Yes, ma'am. Like I think if we Master would do... Pancake won't book me. Oh, Master that's Pancake. so shitty. Let's just do it ourselves. Let's do a gay version yeah. of Master Pancake. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll I'm not a happens. comedian, bitch. So <laughs> you're, we'll not, see what happens. Being a comedian is not hard. <laughs> All right, that was our episode on Zack Snyder's Justice League, aka the Snyder Cut. Oh my god, I had so much fun. This was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was worth. It was worth taking a whole day away, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. I had a good at, time. My I started this movie at 745. I can't believe that is, that is truly deranged behavior. <laughs> that's, that's me losing my mind. Um, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia or on Instagram and on Letterboxd at Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And you can find me on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Twitter at Kirk Van Sickle without all the vowels except for the E at the end. It will mm-hmm. be in the description. And if you like this show, please, if you're using 
Apple Podcasts, first of all, good for you, because I don't know what an Android is. Um, please give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review, because we love you, and you love us, and you want more fans of this podcast, right? Right. Right? Right. right. You, don't, you want us to be popular, right? Let's be popular. You want us, what if we did this? This was our job. We could do that. Oh my God, please help me. Please. Set help, us free. Help me. Help me. Set us free. Help a couple <laughs> days out. But yes, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Follow us on all the social platforms. And argue with us. Just, argue Tell with us. us. Love please. us. Do whatever. Just, just, we're friendly. We'll talk. Just no kissing on the lips. All right. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. And now, came talk. Talk. Talk.